0: I don't know man i'm not a I'm not an expert on any of this. We kind of went off there, yeah, not we. that was a collective we, yeah, that was a you thing. I just basically sat over here and tried to follow along and <laughs> laughed a lot. That's the intro zach back i'm back again thanks for having me everyone
1: check out this water bottle yeah i've been looking at that yeah it's uh it's collapsible can i see it yeah it's like silicone i I don't know if it's silicone or not dude this is. it's like a bladder yeah i got it for christmas and i was a little skeptical at first but it's nice because once you're done drinking it
0: you just fold it up you just fold it up and throw it in your backpack dude this is sick it also don't know if you saw this negative 50 to 200 no Celsius? way i can put hot stuff and cold stuff in there i'm pretty sure that that's what this means
1: i would assume that that material would expand and contract quite vigorously maybe but maybe not i'm surprised that i'm surprised at the structure of it like it's it it's dirty. soft but you can stand it you know like sometimes they make those bag water bottles that are kind of useless because you can't like just stand them up yeah but this one actually stands up. It's 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 kind of, and it's surprisingly 600
0: milliliters. It's not bad. Dude, it's like, I'm like, um, pretty over over in half the Philippines year. they do it. I'm sure that they do it in a lot of different places. But when you go to like a street vendor or something like that, and they give you a drink, they just put it in a plastic bag yeah. with a straw in it. And you like, once you get the drink, you're just stuck with it because you can't set it down.
1: Yeah, and it like folds in. The, whoop, no, I just got <laughs> water
0: all over the table.
1: I want to well, grab a thing to pick that up. Water crisis averted. I'm scared that he's going to spill. I folded the water bottle up, but it still had water in it. Yeah, it was like 80% full. I took a drink. I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that thing's going to spill on the laptop. I'm going to put the put the cap on that boy. There we go. Yeah. All right. Speaking of water. Let's dive in. Have you heard of this hydrogen water? Uh, Recently, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's taken Instagram what by storm. Is- what is so wrong with just drinking water? Why does it have to be hydrogenated? Why does it have to be alkaline? Why can't you just drink water? And get Giardia. And get Giardia.
0: That's yeah. what we want.
1: Like, okay. Uh, I'm looking it up. Homeostasis D. demilior. I have to look up the thing. Um, The internal whatever.
0: Hang on. I've never heard of this before.
1: Ah, Claude Bernard. That was the one of the modern fathers of physiology.
0: That's a sick-ass name, too. Yes.
1: Anyways, one of the principles of the milieu interior, homeostasis de milieu interior, is basically a principle that a lot of physiology is based on. And it's the idea that... There's an in, there's a constant internal environment, okay? Homeostasis. All right. So the idea of physiology that it usually, like, when you start physiology, and so this is this is a a book actually that that big green book that I have over there. Yeah, that's Guyton and Hall's textbook of medical physiology, and uh, that's sort of the 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 Bible of of physiology. Okay if you will. It's not necessarily the the highest level of physiology, but it covers all of your basis, um, and it's what most medical schools require um, students to read. But anyways, it always starts out with the the concept of homeostasis and the con- the concept of an internal a constant internal state. And so with any physiological system, there's always a, the, an internal state that it's trying to defend right, against changes. So you have a constant blood pressure, you have a relatively constant heart rate, and anything that's going to increase or decrease that, you're going to have different feedback mechanisms that are going to try to bring it back to its normal. And that is the basis of physiology.
0: Makes sense. Right, and so you,
1: start, you, you learn what the normal is, you learn how the normal is produced, and then you learn the feedback systems that bring it back to normal in the face of something right and so that's how you sort of get a basic understanding of physiology and so like if you are like let's say your heart rate is at 60 beats per minute and you go for a run well you you look at how much blood is necessary to go to those muscles in order to provide you with what's needed and so obviously the the requirement for blood goes up because the requirement for oxygenation in those muscles go up and so in order to do that you have to increase your cardiac output and so Cardiac output is just heart rate times stroke volume. So how many times your heart beats times the amount of blood that is ejected out of your heart for each beat. And so that's the amount of blood that your heart pumps out per unit time. And so if you need more blood, then cardiac output goes up, heart rate goes up until the, until you're done running. Then it comes back. Checks out. It all checks out. It's very logical. Right. And so there's like, Tons of those different sort of feedback loops, anyways, anyways the what i'm the, the idea of there being a constant internal state is what grinds my gears when it comes to these water things, right because we're made up of water a, a lot bit. a lot we're basically walking meat sacks of water that water is distributed through different compartments we have. Intracellular c- compartments on the inside of the cells, you have extracellular compartments outside of the cells, you have your cerebral spinal fluid, you have urine, you have blood. There's all of these different water based compartments or water based yeah, compartments. Uh and they are all trying to defend a constant ionic environment. Right. And so there's diff- each of these different compartments of fluids has different ionic compositions. And so like your internal or your intracellular compartment has certain concentrations of sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, proteins, et cetera. Your extra, your extracellular environment has a slightly different composition of ions that make up its internal environment. And then the exchange of those ions is how cells communicate and stuff like that. But anyways, the composition of each of those compartments is very fixed. And your body does everything that it can to maintain them at their ratios. So that way you have proper functioning of the cells. You have a higher concentration of sodium outside of the cell compared to inside of the cell. The reason for that is that when you want to send a signal, you open up sodium channels, the sodium comes flowing from the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell, brings with it a positive charge, creates a flux, a conductance, and you get signal propagation. And so it does that everywhere. And you can just do the same thing for potassium, you can do the same thing for magnesium, you can do the same thing for... for (laughs) (laughs) zach's losing it i'm losing it this hydrogen water gets me all up in arms (laughs) i
0: hate (laughs) so passionate and so gosh anyways face is getting red my face face is getting red i'm getting my blood pressure's going
1: up my internal environment is moving anyways one of the very important things about these internal environments is the acid-base balance right within any solution every solution has a certain acidity to it it has a certain amount of hydrogen ion that creates the acidity so ph people are very familiar with the ph of something the ph is just the inverse log of the hydrogen concentration and so basically the higher the concentration of hydrogen ion the lower the pH, the lower the concentration of hydrogen ion, the higher the pH. And so uh, an acid is this anything that can donate a hydrogen ion. And so anything that's put into a solution and it readily gives up its hydrogen ion is considered to be an acid. So it's ca- sometimes called a hydrogen donor. A base is anything that accepts that hydrogen. Right? And so a base is a hydrogen.
0: <laughs> Why are we laughing now? <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back. Uh want to cut that. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wanna cut that. Uh an acid is anything that donates a hydrogen ion, and a base is anything that accepts a hydrogen ion. Great. Uh every compartment within the physiological system of the body has certain acid base composition. has a certain pH. And so for most things like in the blood, for example, we have a pH of seven point four, roughly speaking. Is it off the whole time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm really fucking this one up <laughs> okay anyways we're back yeah we're back what i asked was uh what's the high and low end and then i asked how do you measure the ph
1: oh yeah
0: so i mean the livable
1: range is they say around 6.8 to 8.0 hmm. but by the time you get to like 7.1 you're already you're, you're hurting okay right? and how do you measure ph with a ph meter i mean just, i don't i don't know what the like biochemical no i mean to, I don't like, know what the, the in
0: your body do you have to put blood on it do you pee on it do you like yeah you can
1: it? pee you can take any liquid and you just put a ph meter in there i don't know how ph meters work so don't i'm not that's beyond me okay All I, I mean i know how they work as far as like i can turn them on i can calibrate them i can stick it into a liquid and i can see see what yeah. it is uh but anyways yeah you can do it a blood urine of whatever wow uh the urine ph is always gonna be changing because mm-hmm. your kidneys are like one of the major regulators of the ph in your body um and so if you have excess acid in your body then your kidneys are going to secrete more acid and so you're going to be peeing out more acidic urine
0: speaking of kidneys i did read this morning when i was researching stuff about this podcast that hydrogen water allegedly promotes kidney health
1: maybe We're going to get the hydrogen water. That's on my list. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Anyway, so, but basic of acid-based physiology, right? You have these different fluid-filled compartments, and each of them has a certain pH. And then the the pHs are slightly different in different compartments. Like I said, the arterial blood is like 7.4 around the cells themselves, and the extracellular fluids, probably like 7.3-ish. And then on the internal like 735 and then inside the cell itself is a little bit more acidic of like 7.2 that's just because you have uh negatively charged proteins that are inside of the cell and so um it tends to the proteins create an acidic environment allegedly anyways uh air quotes allegedly so um right you have to maintain them in a constant relatively constant range in order for the enzymatic functions to keep working properly so that you, you can have cell metabolism energy all that kind of stuff you have different defense mechanisms very robust defense mechanisms in place within the body to maintain acid base balance your first line of defense is just a immediate chemical means of defense within your blood and within fluids and so for a lot of fluids and stuff you have you have hemoglobin you have phosphates that are just floating around and these can soak up excess hydrogen immediately to prevent huge swings in acid base changes doesn't it's not very powerful of a system but it does a little bit then after that the next most powerful system is your lungs your breathing and so co2 is a huge huge contributor to the acidity of the body so CO2, when bound with water, so CO2 comes in, it binds to water, that forms carbonic acid, that car- H2CO3. That carbonic acid then splits to a hydrogen ion, H+, and a bicarbonate, HCO3-, and so that reaction is catalyzed by carbonic anhydrase, which is why some drugs are carbonic anhydrase inhibitors, for example. That's what they target. Just a little FYI, like acetazolamide, which is sometimes used as like a diuretic, or some people use it for uh, acute mountain sickness and stuff. It's inhibiting that enzyme to mess with that process. Fascinating, huh? Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, um, and so and and so, whenever you have excess amounts of acid in your blood, you have hydrogen in your blood. Um, When the pH starts to drop, you have excess amounts of hydrogen. That hydrogen binds to water. That that hydrogen then binds to bicarbonate. So the reaction goes backwards and then you form H2CO3 again. And then that splits to CO2 and water. That CO2 can then be breathed off when you exhale. And so that's what gets rid of the CO2. Getting rid of the CO2 gets rid of the acid. It brings your body back into normal. Right? And so you can just think of CO2 as a proxy for the acidity in the body. So the more CO2 in your body, the more acidic it is, but it's going to stimulate you to breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. So as your the acidity of your body starts to build up, it triggers, it's the most powerful stimulant to breathe there is. It triggers you to breathe more. The more you breathe, the more CO2 you breathe off. The more CO2 you breathe off, the more hydrogen that you're getting rid of out of your body. And so it brings the acid base back to normal. Yes.
0: That was a lot to follow. (laughs) I think I'm here, though. It's hard without, like, a diagram,
1: right? It's hard without drawing it. Um, But but essentially, any ailments to the lung function, anything that affects the lung function, can affect the excretion of CO2 from the body. And so if you're not excreting enough CO2 from the body, that CO2 starts to accumulate which forms more hydrogen, which then makes the blood more acidic. And so it's called a respiratory acidosis because it's an acidosis, meaning that the blood's more acidic of the body, but it's caused by a lack of CO2 excretion. Conversely, if you're hyperventilating, right, you then can create a respiratory alkalosis where the pH goes too high because you have... uh, deficiency, if you will, of hydrogen in the body because you're breathing off too much CO2. And so what happens? You faint. And then once you faint, then your breathing starts to slow. The CO2 accumulates again and it keeps it within normal. Hmm. That's your second line of defense. That's within like minutes and so, like seconds to minutes. And it, and you, it can buffer quite a bit. Um, um, and then your third line of defense, which is the most powerful line of defense against changes in acid base within the body are the kidneys. So the kidneys have the ability to secrete hydrogen or they have the ability to secrete or reclaim bicarbonate. And so bicarbonate is a very powerful base. It accepts hydrogen, right? And so the ability for it to reclaim the bicarbonate it can raise the amount of bicarbonate within the blood, which can then buffer the excess acid. And so it takes a little while for that to kick in, but it takes like a day or so for your, heart, for your kidneys to really start to kick in. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that can really make a big change in the acid base balance of your body. Damn. So if you look at like when we expose the goats to high levels of CO2, we're creating acidosis respiratory acidosis. So they're becoming more acidic. And so the pH of their blood was normally 7.4. Give them the 6% CO2, the pH dropped to like 7.0, 7.1. And then they started to breathe like three or four times more than normal. And they did that for about a day or so. And then breathing started to come back down because the kidneys started to reclaim more bicarbonate. That bicarbonate buffered the hydrogen. There was less acidity. They started to breathe less. And so Essentially, they were breathing more in the beginning because the respiratory system was trying to accommodate that excess acid to buffer it the best that it could until the kidneys could kick in. Once the kidneys kicked in, respiratory system didn't have to work so hard, and it came back down. Wow. So it's, it's a cool system. It really is. But this alkaline
0: water... Yep. This Oh. Let's get back into it.
1: Your gut is also has maintains a constant pH of about 1 to 1 to 2, like 1 to 2-ish. And so your gut is very, very acidic. It has to be so acidic that it can dissolve food, right? And so it's literally a vat of hydrochloric acid.
0: Yeah, dude, and I eat whole chicken bone, so I really need it. <laughs> exactly, see? and so, And so when you're drinking,
1: let's say, an alkaline solution, water with a pH of 9 pH of 10 you're dumping it into a vat of highly acidic things and so all you're doing is you're diluting the pH of your stomach which is there in order to break down your food because I think like sometimes it's often forgot that anything that you're ingesting has to somehow go through the gut
0: is there any absorption rate from the time that it takes to get to the gut
1: I mean, there's certain, like, amylases and stuff in the mouth that can start to break down sugars and things like that. But for the most part, digestion begins at
0: the gut. So you're not getting any of the benefits until it goes to your gut. Right.
1: Well, oh. until it goes to your, like, small intestines. Right? Because then it has to get broken down and then it get absorbed.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, like, it's not doing anything up until the point that it hits your gut. Not really, no. Well, myth busted. Myth busted.
1: So take your alkaline water. And it's like... You can just take a, a mouthful of baking soda if you want. You're gonna have the same thing. That would be crazy, right? Because if you want to take a bottle of water and you want to raise the if you want to raise the pH to make alkaline water, just put in a spoonful of baking soda. It's gonna taste like poop, because so because baking soda is sodium bicarbonate, and so when you stick it in the water, the sodium is gonna split from the bicarbonate, and so the bicarbonate is then going to create a base. So it's gonna make it more basic, and so the pH is gonna rise, but the sodium is gonna be left behind,
0: and mm. so it's gonna
1: make it kind of salty. Yummy. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Anyways, water break.
1: Normal pH water break. Normal pH water. I don't understand. So, anyways, basic water is of money. Just diluting the Wait, already basic water. Basic water, oh yeah, pH alkaline water. I thought you in my opinion. In water. in in my opinion, alkaline water is a waste of money because you're just dumping a very 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 weak base into a vat of acid, which is then going to theoretically try to alkalinize the blood, right? Because everything gets absorbed into the blood, and then you have very powerful defense mechanisms set in place, physiological defense mechanisms in order to buffer any changes in pH. Now, that's been the kick for a long time. And alkaline water has been kind of hot and heavy on the market for a long time. But now they switch to hydrogen water. Are you looking up hydrogen water?
0: Uh, I'm looking up both. You're looking up what? I'm looking at both hydrogen and alkaline water. Oh. And uh, so at at first I
1: got a bee in my bonnet about hydrogen water because I thought, why can't we just leave the pH of water alone? Like, why would we want to acidify the water when we already know that alkaline water itself isn't going to do anything and your body is way more powerful than a. Than a water bottle full of alkaline water. So you're not gonna actually have any change or benefit. Um and so if that's the case, if alkaline water is supposed to be this all powerful mecca of health, then going the other way is just sort of hypocritical. Now we're just gonna dumping vinegar into our body. But turns out that hydrogen water is actually hydrogen gas, H two. Mm-hmm which hydrogen gas does not dissociate into free hydrogen ions. And so it doesn't actually change the pH of the water. I learned this yesterday.
0: We need to get test strips.
1: Yeah, we, I, I'm curious about that. The thing is, is that supposedly, okay, it's only something is only an acid when it can contribute a proton, Mm -hmm. right? But hydrogen H2, rather than the hydrogen ion H plus hydrogen h2 does not it's it's neutral it's electrically neutral and so it uh it doesn't dissociate when put into a solution so theoretically hydrogen gas dissolved into water stays as h2 it doesn't split into two h hydrogen ions and so if that's the case then it doesn't actually change the ph of the water so you can have water that's a ph of seven and then Add as much hydrogen gas into that water as you want. The pH doesn't change. Okay. So if that's the case, then the bee in my bonnet is not justified. It would be curious to put hydrogen gas into the water just to see. Because there are certain things that can. So like in order to actually get the hydrogen gas produced and put into the water, you have to do like electrolysis into the water, which like splits some of the molecules.
0: And that's the like bottle that you always see. Yeah. On Instagram.
1: Yeah. Or there's you can put like magnesium tabs and stuff like that, and yeah. that would change the taste of it though. Anyways, there's a few different ways to create the hydrogen gas to make the uh, hydrogen water. But the 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 curious thing is, what is the rate of dissociation of that hydrogen within the water, and does it stay as H two? Because there are certain things I would be curious if you have someone that's drinking a lot of hydrogen water, and uh, you give them an X ray for example, like if they go in for an injury and they have an x-ray and their blood is full of hydrogen water, do you suddenly get a mass acidification? Because x-rays can split the the hydrogen gas into two molecules of acid or hydrogen. Damn. That'd be kind of crazy. So all of a sudden you go in to get an x-ray and your pH suddenly drops from 7.4 to 6.5. Because you've been drinking hydrogen water? Wow. Damn. That'd be wild. Something to think about. That's what I'm curious to see. Because I was looking up studies to look at what it is that the hydrogen water actually does. And most of the studies were done by, like, the Institute of Hydrogen Science.
0: So, that's not... (laughs) Like, everything just That's not unbiased. No, not at all. Everything is just saying that it's meant to increase energy, reduce inflammation.
1: Yeah, and I get... I get... So, the thing is, is, like, you can form you can form hydroxyl groups of like reactive oxygen species. So you can form like OH minus. And that's... So reactive oxygen species are sometimes, say, ROS. And these are like... People take antioxidants or they're all up in arms about blueberries and cherries as being antioxidants and they want to be the most antioxidant they could be in. The thing is, is that a lot of... so So there's many different reactive oxygen species there's hydrogen peroxide h2o2 there's superoxide there's uh peroxynitrate there's different there's different uh free radical or, or i shouldn't say free radical there's different reactive oxygen species that are produced within the body
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um or like i said our hydroxyl group oh um, but anyways the the thing is is that these are, are known to cause damage to different organs, especially, like, the kidneys and stuff like that. And so, like, if you have a if you have a body that has a high rate of production of reactive oxygen species like hydrogen peroxide, H2O2, um, then you can readily see, like, um, protein scarring and stuff that reduces renal function. Same thing within the liver and in the heart. So it can cause damage over time right? Because it's, it's essentially getting, it's molecularly causes damage. Let's just say that. And so you can give antioxidants that come in and they take that oxygen and they neutralize that reactive oxygen species. And so the idea of ingesting hydrogen gas is primarily due to the hydroxyl reactive oxygen species to OH- um, and you give that H2 and it combines with that OH- and then it forms two water molecules so now you have H4O2 which is two molecules of H2O dihydrogen oxide water <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Dihydrogen <laughs> oxygen, if you will. Okay. Right. And so that's the idea is that you can sort of neutralize the acids. But my question is is what is the stability of hydrogen gas dissolved into water? So like so gases themselves can dissolve into solution. So like when you measure the gas in blood or in plasma or something like that of oxygen or CO two, you're measuring the dissolved gas or the dissolved oxygen. And so, uh, and the free, unbound, if you will. So, when you have, let's say, oxygen, you are measuring the pressure of the oxygen within the blood. Let's say um, there is a certain amount of oxygen that's dissolved within the blood, and then there is a certain amount of oxygen that is bound to the hemoglobin within the red blood cells. And if it's the oxygen is bound to the hemoglobin, it doesn't contribute to the the pressure of oxygen in the blood because it's already doing its own thing. So you are essentially just measuring the, the dissolved dissolved oxygen within the blood when you're measuring the the PO2 if you will um, and then certain things can cause these gases to be released into the tissue or to be put from the tissue into the blood and so like the classic example is that you have this exchange mechanism of CO2 and oxygen and so there's two different principles there's one called the Bohr effect and one called the Haldane effect they're essentially reciprocal and it just says that The, the, um, in, in, in solutions of high oxygen, the red blood cells favor the offloading of CO2. And so it has to do with how tightly the red blood cells bind to CO2 and oxygen. And so in, in conditions of high oxygen, the affinity of CO2 is low or the affinity of the red blood cells to CO2 is low. And vice versa. In concentrations of high CO2, the affinity of red blood cells to, uh, or hemoglobin if you will, to oxygen is low. And so, this will make sense in a second. So when We're you get, there. when you get, <laughs> when you get towards the lungs, the blood that's flowing through the lungs across the alveoli, right? This is where gas exchange occurs. You take a breath in. You're breathing in this big bolus of oxygen. The oxygen then goes down into the blood, where it then creates a very highly oxygenated little region of blood within your lungs. Since it's high oxygen, it causes the dissociation of CO2 from the red blood cells. So in the lungs, at that interface, that high oxygen is forces itself into the red blood cells, and then it causes the affinity of CO2 to be reduced. So the CO2 then offloads and then it goes into the lungs where then you take a breath out and that CO2 goes away. So it's kind of cool. Then it's reversed when that oxygen, now you have highly oxygenated blood that gets transported to the periphery, to the tissues, to your muscles, etc. And you get to your muscles, let's say, and your muscles are producing a lot of CO2 because they're active. That high CO2 then goes into the blood and creates a very high CO2 environment that high CO2 environment then reduces the affinity of the red blood cells to oxygen. So then the oxygen is offloaded from the red blood cells and it goes into the muscle. And so it just is always exchanging. It's like, here's your oxygen. Give me your CO2 grabs. It goes along back up to the lungs. The lungs say, here's your oxygen. Give me your CO2.
0: And then it goes kind of cool, huh? Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I feel like diagrams would be helpful. Diagrams would be helpful. I'm over here trying to imagine everything that you're saying. Yeah, very helpful.
1: So, all of this is put in place primarily to give you oxygen and to keep your pH in balance. So, stop drinking alkaline water. And hydrogen water? Well, I don't want to say stop drinking alkaline water. Your body
0: can handle it, but... You're, it's it's so expensive It's expensive There's like full systems that you can put into your house I think to create alkaline water in your tap That's what I don't get Why, why, why would you pay extra
1: Why would you pay extra for hydrogen water Or it's not hydrogen water Excuse me, uh, alkaline water I don't know When your body's going to compensate for it anyway It's like taking those vitamins that
0: are just going to get peed out Yeah You know I don't know man i'm not a I'm not an expert on any of this we kind of went off there, yeah, not we that was a collective we yeah that was a you thing I just basically <laughs> sat over here and tried to follow along and <laughs> laughed a lot
1: Have you tried the hydrogen water no oh no I just i the problem was that i i was in, i was uh, i saw an ad for it yeah. and I said first of all I thought it was just adding hydrogen proton mm-hmm. into water. And I thought, that is dumb. Why would we acidify the water when we just spent the last 10 years trying to market to people that you need
0: alkaline water? This is backwards. Yeah. doesn't really make sense. So why don't you just drink vinegar at that point? You could. You could. Some people do. Some people take shots of apple cider vinegar. Yeah,
1: that's... Oh. Whew.
0: Here we go. You're going to get someone that's going to take
1: a shot of apple cider vinegar and then tell you for 10 minutes why you should drink alkaline water. Those, I love listening to that conversation. Yeah. Tell me why I should drink alkaline water after you just took a shot of apple cider vinegar. And they do Please. it for the... I'm here. I'm all health yours. Benefits. Yeah, I'm
0: all yours. Tell me. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. It's disgusting. It's Pick great. one or the other. <laughs> Dude, people just want an easy fix, though, of like, if I can just drink alkaline water, I'm drinking water every day. Yeah. I'll be healthy. Pretty soon they're
1: going to be putting baking soda into apple cider vinegar. Probably. You're going to say that it
0: has the benefits of both acid and base. They just balance each other it keeps out. Really <laughs> it keeps me really neutral. keeps me really neutral. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways. Excited got- for the next water craze, though. Curious to see what it is.
1: Yeah. What's next after hydrogen gas? We've already had CO2 gas. That was carbonation. Hmm.
0: Yeah, what other gas could they put?
1: Carb is in? in CO2. Innate, put it in there. Hmm. Add CO2, carbonate. Nice.
0: Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking metal. <laughs> most most of the lingo's not all that difficult. Yeah, but I'm not that smart, so <laughs> I don't really pick up on putting two or two together. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure Rook could pick it up. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, sleeping on a pillow like that.
0: He didn't get his fired up about the
1: acid base. Water, waters as i did no
0: i don't think anybody would yeah just you your face was red you had veins popping out on your forehead it was really funny to watch you were also talking really fast and breathing pretty heavy i know i <laughs> i don't <laughs> get all up. i don't get all that excited about
1: worked up about some things but when i see that this is the thing with the biohacking stuff is like biohack or bioquack yeah i think it's bioquack most of the time Because again, your body is so good at maintaining an internal environment and it's very good. And don't get me wrong. There's certain perturbations, there's certain diseases that shift that and then you have to fight it. Great. But why are you spending obscene amounts of money to try to kick your already homeostatic environment outside of its normal? Like it's keeping you alive. It's keeping the enzymes functioning. It's keeping it ticking.
0: People just want all sorts of weird benefits.
1: But I don't understand like the 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 fetish of trying to make it less normal. Not not normal as in like you know they want to function. I get the idea of like if you want to be n plus one, you want to function better. Uh, then you're going to have to go away from the normal. I get that. But I think what's often forgot is that most bodily systems don't just go with the flow. If you add acid to you, it's going to buffer it. If you add excess excitatory neurotransmitter, it's going to compensate. And so the effect that you think you're getting is not usually the effect that's happening.
0: I feel like a lot of biohacking stuff is just placebo effect. Yeah, or
1: it's just adding unnecessary stress to the body that your body has to then
0: compensate for. There's a lot of random tips and tricks to get 1% better, and it's like you don't feel any different. You're not doing better in the gym. You're not running further.
1: I mean, unless it's like, again, unless it's like a big walloping dose or something, or, you know, like if you're taking exogenous testosterone, it's going to work. You mean when? When? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you take exogenous testosterone? Like it, it works. It also has side effects, because mm-hmm. you're now outside of the normal range of physiological testosterone.
0: That is another uh, argument though is people are um,
1: they can say that the, the physiological range isn't where it's yeah. supposed to
0: be. Like it's not for me. Like I don't want to be average, I don't want to be normal. So I'm that's do all fine. Extra stuff. That's totally fine. But I just don't think that there's too many benefits to most of the shit that people do to themselves.
1: Most of the, yeah. Well, or that, or most of the side effects come as a product of your body trying to get itself back to where it was, you know? So
0: biohack, go for it. Biohack your little heart out. <laughs>
1: well, that was like I was talking about with the cold baths. Yeah. Like cold baths are fine. And is, is that it's like, it is a means to elicit a mechanism of arousal. Not sexual arousal, but like, oh, maybe for some people, but <laughs> like, as in like wakefulness arousal. Yeah. You know? But it's just. But I, I can also hit you with a cattle prod. It's a vessel. And a taser. And yeah. you're going to get the same thing. Yeah. It's a vessel. Again. It's just a vessel. Whether it's a Frito or it's a Tostito. A Dude. vessel for the salsa or whatever it is. Guac, guac, yeah. Queso, queso. It's just a vessel. It's just a vessel. Like, it's a convenient vessel.
0: Like, but the you only don't need to be in there. Like, I think it, that we haven't talked about when it comes to ice baths, and we don't need to go down the whole rabbit hole. Is that you hear that there's benefits to like, um, doing ice bath and sauna. Yeah, after yeah. each other like yeah. one after another one after another going back and forth between them because it like improves blood flow yeah i mean it's going to improve blood flow
1: it's gonna temp i mean you're gonna vasodilate in the warm and you're gonna vasoconstrict in the cold but
0: yeah but like i, don't... I mean for an ice bath i think that the biggest benefit is just that you're doing something difficult that you don't want to do and like you said it's a rousing experience not sexually maybe but yeah. It's a rousing experience for your yeah. body. You jump in, you're like, <gasps> it sucks. You hyperventilate, you yeah. breathe through it, you learn how to calm yourself down, and then you just do something that sucks. But you can also do other things that yeah. suck. You're going to be just as awake if you jump into an ice bath as if I put on, like, a goblin mask and
1: sit one inch away from your face when you wake up. Talk about aroused. <laughs> like you're going to wake up, you're, like, <gasps> you're going to be awake jump in an ice bath you're gonna be Ill awake have you ever done an ice bath yeah like a polar a polar plunge, plunge. They call it? let's type yeah and i've done a few ice baths where
0: yeah i mean it's again it's to be you, fair it sucks but it's not that you, bad it's not
1: that bad you freeze and then you're only in there for like
0: two three minutes you're aroused
1: you're you're awake you're ready you to go good. You yeah. feel good after yeah sure you feel good at it because you have this big euphoric dump of I guess some some people say it's dopamine and norepinephrine. A lot of it's probably from the exogenous or excuse me, endogenous opiates mm-hmm. and Keflins. That's what kind of gives you your runner's high. Yeah. So you're sort of forcing a runner's high very quickly.
0: Which I have experienced runner's high. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. But you also get that high after like yeah, jujitsu or like uh jujitsu
1: or if like a car cuts out in front of you when you're driving
0: or a good lift. Yeah. Or if you grill a perfect steak and you cut that boy and it's <laughs> medium rare and juicy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know. That's water, that's ice bath. That's water,
1: that's ice bath, that's acid base. Let's go get some lunch. Let's go get some lunch, dude. Speaking of, let's get some hydrogen water. Yeah. Right now. I need it. I'm serious, I wanna take uh I wanna see the until I wanna see the experiment done where they take someone not someone that's unethical. They take something. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to leave it at something mm-hmm. and have a high ingestion of hydrogen water or a, we could just say hydrogen water ad libitum where their normal water intake is just, is uh hydrogen water and then exert them or expose them to an x-ray. Like if you're going to get an x-ray and see what happens. Cause I think that could be problematic. Would be
0: interesting. Because that could split it. Could be the one. Or if you get hit by lightning. That'd be crazy. That's the
1: problem with hydrogen water. You just increased your risk of death from lightning strikes.
0: I don't really <laughs> think about lightning all that often. It would. I would if I was drinking water. You would have a
1: mass water. dissociation of the H2 molecules in your body.
0: And now all of the antioxidant effects are gone. So... I think word to the wise is that you just don't drink water ever strictly vodka Red Bulls vodka Red Bulls and for loco for loco stick to that and you'll be all right all right <laughs> all Let's right Go get lunch <laughs> all right bye bye they know where to go Find the podcast newsletter coming soon yes metal metal.